0: Welcome to Fun and Fundraising, everybody. The podcast where we talk with people behind the top nonprofit galas and signature fundraisers to showcase how they positively transform their communities. I am your host, Rob Giardinelli. And today, I'm excited to have Megan Campuzano on as a guest. Megan is the Senior Director of Annual Giving for Vidal Children's Foundation. They recently hosted a gala with the event theme called Becoming, And that event raised over three million dollars for the organization and megan and the entire dell children's team is such a wonderful wealth of knowledge how to put on a successful event and one of the things we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about being able to do more and raise more with less and it kind of turns the narrative that you need to have more to raise more at an event and i can't think of anyone better to talk about that than megan and the folks at the dell with dell children's megan Thank you. Congratulations on a great great year of this year and welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Rob. It was um, such a pleasure to be a part of the event this past year and um, really, really pleased to join you today. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So before we dive into the event, you know it, it, it I think it's always important to, for you know people to understand what your organization is about. So can you tell me a little bit about the mission of the Dell Children's Foundation?
1: Absolutely. So Dell Children's Foundation, of course, has a primary mission of raising as much funds as possible, um, and to really uplift and uh, support the mission of Dell Children's Medical Center, which is to provide world-class care to every child who comes through our doors, regardless of their family's ability to pay or their diagnosis.
0: You know, that's amazing. And it's, it's interesting because it really is the vision of Michael Dell that kind of really created kind of Austin kind of being a um, really a source of Austin being a world-class medical facility. And it really all began because I know that there's the medical school campus, but it really all began with the Dell Children's Medical Center. And it's just amazing to see how that has grown and how it really has really transformed and shaped the Austin community into really a world-class city in a number of ways, medical care being one of them.
1: Absolutely, you're right. You know, you think back to the years where it was just a pediatric unit of Brackenridge Hospital downtown, um, and the Austin community really came together and decided that this city deserved and needed its own freestanding children's hospital. And um, to look at, you know, where we've come from and where we are today um, is pretty, pretty incredible. And Austin deserves that. We deserve to have a place where families can come no matter what, and we don't want to see families leaving to go to places like Dallas or Houston or even having to leave the state of Texas to get the care that they need. They should be able to get it right here. Um, So we're proud to, to work on that mission every day.
0: That's incredible. And, you know, like I said, it's just it's wonderful that Michael really had the vision and the insight, you know, 15, 20 years ago to create to create the center and really in, a, in anticipation of all just the rapid growth that Austin's having and to have this here and to have it so firmly and well-established really makes it one of the main reasons I think the medical center is what draws families into Austin.
1: I think so too. I think so too. And I actually saw a headline recently, you know, um, I think we've been the 11th largest metropolitan area here in Austin for several years now. And I did see a headline just this week, I think we popped up number 10 um, so that, you know, the growth continues and people are pouring in and we need to be able to meet the demands of our community.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, tell me a little bit about how um, you personally became involved with Dell Children and what drew you to, you know, be a part of them work with work with this organization.
1: Sure. So I have um had the pleasure of a wonderful, you know, pediatric healthcare development career. I started um as a Pfizer at Children's uh, National Medical Center in Washington, D.C., way back in 2011, um, and worked on their Children's Miracle Network team there. And then we moved to Austin in 2016, um, and I, I, the stars aligned for me to join the team at Dell Children's Foundation um, and continue working on our Children's Miracle Network program and develop and grow that, um, and, and really have the opportunity to grow here on this team and lead so many of our community-driven efforts, third-party partners partnerships, our signature event. Of course, we're going to talk today about Dell Children's Ball. Um, So no shortage of juicy projects uh, to work on. And it's been a pleasure. I'll celebrate my seventh year this year with Dell Children's Foundation.
0: Well, congratulations with that. And before we talk about, you know, to start talking about the event, I want to um, touch upon something you were just talking about. And that is that, you know, you started your career in one city, you started in, in DC and, you know, you eventually moved to Austin. You know, what's your advice on someone who may be looking, who may be You know, active in fundraising, but they have to move to another city and they've got to get active all over again in a different community, because what happens in Washington, D.C. and the personality of that city is obviously going to be very different than Austin and really no two cities personalities are alike.
1: It's so true. Um, And it was a big change, you know, um, coming from a really big major market from a very established, historic children's hospital that was founded during the Civil War, um, you know, to come to Austin, which is just growing and thriving and building, right? I think the theme is growth. Um, And Dell Children's was founded, you know, just in 2007. We just celebrated our, you know, 16th birthday. So um, such a, a much, much, younger hospital was so much more growing to do a much smaller team here in the foundation than what I came from in DC. Um, and so sure that brings challenges with it, but it also is just a, you know, a different perspective to have, um, you get to have your hands in so many more things when you work on a smaller team, everybody's got to pitch in on all the things. And I think it provides you an opportunity to learn even more and kind of get out of whatever little niche you might've been in before. Um, and really build something, you know, that's, that's what I feel here mostly is the impact of what we're doing um, just really feels like we're building something here and we're having a moment Um, and it's just something really special to be a part of. So yeah, I would say be open to, you know, whatever those differences are, because I think so often those differences can really be opportunities.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, in in addition to that, it's, you know, it's just, it's the perspective. And I think when you come with a smaller and more nimble team. You're able to bring different perspectives in so far, like you said, with different hats. You really get the opportunity to take something from one event And apply it to another. And one thing we often talk about on this show is you know, there's no such thing as an original quote unquote event idea. It's basically you take elements from 50 other things and you create your own magical, unique experience, which is, you know, I think the perfect segue to talk about, you know, the recent gala and the fact that it was a record breaking year by quite a bit of money. So it wasn't like, you know, you, you know, you, you know, broke the record by, you know, you know. $10,000, $10,000, I mean, you really shattered it and really almost broke a glass ceiling that, you know, allows the event to kind of go to new heights in the future. So, you know, with that said, um, you know, one of the things that I have always liked about your your organization and the events that you do is how you all innovate. And I know that for years, and I've, you know, I've had the good fortune of going to this event for many years, it was the traditional, there would be a formal chair, You know, along with maybe a committee or a council. And what I I noticed that you did, and you did this right before the pandemic, and I thought it was such a clever idea you and your team came up with was the 20 for 20 committee. So you kind of went away from an event with formal chairs to something where it's a wider committee and you all have really seen a really good and substantial growth in the amount of money raised. You know, tell us what inspired the change from a committee, you know, from a from a formal chair to a committee and how it's really benefited what you've done with the annual gala.
1: Absolutely, we, um, you're right, we were able to sneak in that 2020 event just before the pandemic hit. Um, and that was the year that we changed for, you know, to go to 20 for 2020. Um, and previously had it had always been just the two event chairs. And I think that we really, um, you know, these are folks that have been involved in supporting Dell Children's for many, many years. And um, we felt like there were people who really wanted to have a leadership opportunity and maybe they, you know, without being chairs. And so it was like, well, why can't everybody take on that leadership? opportunity and why can't we widen this up um, to really make it more inclusive and I think the power of the collective is so much greater right the more the better um, when you're talking about raising funds raising awareness um, and and getting engagement with what we're doing we have so many new people pouring into our city all the time and so what better opportunity to try to engage some of these folks and to widen um, that group of ambassadors that's really rallying around what we're doing Doing, um, and we saw great success with that, and it's something that we've been able to continue. And I just think, like I said, the power of the collective. Um, there's really something to be said for that.
0: Well, I love that, and one other thing, you know, to, to tag upon that, I'd like to get your thoughts on it is having the wider committee also brings a wider and more diverse group of people to the event every year so that it's not necessarily the same old, same old. And that's why when when you first said I was like, gosh, what a brilliant strategy of, you know, you're bringing all these people in. And I know that it's not going to be the same 20 people every single year. Some people may do it multiple years, but some people will do it one year. And it really creates this, this way to get people involved. Some people may come once and may not attend again, but other people get involved and they become you know, leaders, you know, leaders in their own right within, you know, within adult children. And I just think it's so cool how you all have done that and done it so successfully in such a really quick period of time.
1: Well, thank you. I think it was just kind of the right moment to do it. And when we were able to um, you know, sneak in that 2020 event right before uh the pandemic hit, that was our most successful event to date at that time. Um and so we saw it really working. Um, and so it's, you know, just like you said, it's not always gonna be the same group of people. And um we kind of had that moment of the 20 for 2020 and moving forward, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's 19, maybe it's 23. You know, I think it's gonna kind of fluctuate a little bit and it does tend to be couples. Um um, but just opening that up to give everybody that leadership opportunity and really uh, making those goals clear for everyone. You know, this is a this is a, a philanthropic effort and the goal is to raise funds and we want everybody singularly focused on that. Um, and so of course, with that comes, you know, raising awareness um, and promoting what we're doing, as well as, like you said, casting a wider net in our engagement and, and gaining new supporters while we're at it. So we've we've really seen that work beautifully.
0: Absolutely. And that's wonderful. And I also love that you, you know, you're not fixated on a number because sometimes people will be like, well, if I do 20 for 20, I've got to do it, you know, and it was it it was a, it was a slogan at the right, right place, right time. Like you said, the, the stars align to shake things up that, you know, yes. you do, you don't want to have 20 couples. If only 18 of them are really going to contribute or 19 of them, mm. it's okay right. to not necessarily meet to a full number and allow for it to be floating. And that, you know, I, I think that's just, that's such a good way of looking at it as, you know, you want not necessarily, you want a broad range of people, but you also want the right people who are going to be good ambassadors for your organization?
1: Yes, it has to be the right people, and they've got to be in it for the right reasons. Um, and we have really been so fortunate to, to um, you know, have those rally around us.
0: And speaking of rallying, this is kind of a good segue and committees and just in doing a broad and diverse group. And one thing that I like to talk about on this show, especially for people who may have more of a business background, and they're getting into nonprofits for the first time is nonprofits help other nonprofits. And it it, it may be counterintuitive, especially if someone's got it more of a business background with that. And with that being said, this year you all collaborated with the Zach Scott Theater Pre-Professional Company at your event. Tell us a little bit about, you know, and I saw the images of it um, and it just it really looked really cool. And I've seen the Zach perform, you know, group perform before. But tell us the importance of how collaborating with other nonprofits really helped take that event up a level or and take your event up a level.
1: Absolutely, it, it really—that's well said. Because it really did take everything up a notch. And how special um, for a, you know a children's hospital event to be singularly focused on the kids. And that's what that night was about. You know, um, this was the second time we've had the opportunity to partner with the Zach Scott Theater. Um, the first time um, there was actually going to be a performance involving one of our patients in Dell Children's Blood and Cancer Center, um, and unfortunately, that child ended. Up, getting a little bit too sick to be a part of the mm-hmm. performance, so the plan changed, and um, and a group of their performers came and did it in in her honor, which of course. Was beautiful, um, and you know, I just think it's always a benefit to be able to partner with like-minded nonprofit organizations. And to your point, maybe for people who are thinking about it more of a little bit business background and things like that, I think it's really um, important to um, you know set the parameters of what that partnership is going to look like. Obviously, um, the night was was focused and about raising money for Dell Children's, and everybody went into it knowing that. However, um, it was a benefit to the Zach Scott Theater too, because what a beautiful moment to highlight their performers and the work that they do and the way that it crosses over with, with our patients, right? Some of their performers are Dell Children's patients. And so we really got to feature that. And um, the collaboration just ended up being so beautiful. You know, we had um, different people ushering people to their seats throughout the night and, and coming in and doing their performances and having everything be about and then from the, the children was just the perfect kind of ingredients for what we needed to create the spirit of what we wanted to feel in the room that night. And um, it came together absolutely beautifully. So we absolutely loved partnering with them. And um, I think that we got that resounding, um, enthusiastic feedback from our audience that everybody loved it as well. So we were thrilled with it.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I couldn't be happier because you're both great organizations. And to see two really good organizations like you all collaborate together, you know, it warms my heart to see that. And just the broad impact, because it touches medical, it touches art, it touches a whole range of things that, you know, that affect and impact children. And it allows for, you know, the, the those who are there to really see the holistic experience of children and how your and how Dell Children's is able to really create a platform for that.
1: Right, and and so and so does the Zach Scott Theater, right? Create a platform for these children to really hone their skills, and and you know we had a beautiful performance from one of our longtime time Dell Children's patients who's been coached um, at Zach Scott Theater. Her name is Princess Gant, uh, and she's now in college in New Jersey, and she's been on Broadway, and she's a superstar. And you know, I I, I think that her family would agree in hearing me say she wouldn't be where she is today without Dell Children's or without Zach Scott Theater. So what a beautiful way to highlight all of that work.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, let's pivot a little bit on you know talking a little bit about you know the attendees and how you kind of changed the format post covid and for those um for those that um may not be familiar with the organization Dell Childrens um did a virtual event in 2021 and 2022 because of the omicron raid. so it you know <laughs> you had the blessing and curse i guess at the same time of yes. two years where it didn't you know the the event didn't happen in person and that you know allows uh, you know when you kind of look back at that time and kind of, I don't wanna call it the upside, but one of the one of the unintended benefits that may have come out of COVID is when you have a couple of years to regroup, I've noticed that a lot of events, they're more willing to try different things now than they were four mm-hmm. or five years ago. There, there's more sure. risk that's willing to be taken. And with you all this year, what, what you did was not only did you raise a record amount, like we talked about at the top of the show, but you also did it in a more streamlined way with fewer attendees than previous years. Tell us a little bit about how that how you felt that that created a better experience for everyone who attended that allowed them to be more generous in their giving.
1: Absolutely. We Um, You know, I think I mentioned as well that it's something we had been thinking about for a while and strategizing on how can we, you know, really go for this and make it work. And to your point, um, you know, I don't know how long it might have taken us to kind of really go for it if COVID hadn't happened, right? And those two virtual years hadn't happened. And, um, you know, we were fortunate to continue to see the event raise, you know, well over a million dollars in those virtual years, and we were proud of that. Um, But of course, that's not, you know, exactly where we where we wanted this event to be, and we knew that we could go bigger than that. But also coming out of the event, I think, the, well, coming out of the the pandemic, I mean, um, the word is intention we really had to set that intention, have the right people in the room. And let's look at this, you know, party who tend, that tends to be over a thousand people over all these years. Um, and, and then what is the percentage of those people in the room who really give? Um, and how can we hone in on that and make sure that we've got, you know, the right people in the room and that we're also being inclusive and making sure we can bring new friends to the party and, um, you know, widen our engagement and awareness awareness in the community but really hone in uh- um, on what matters and raise them, you know, just maximize the dollars raised at this thing. So we decided to commit to going from, like I said, historically, this had been about a thousand person to a 900 person party. Um, and we worked really diligently to keep that head count as close to 500 in 2023 as we possibly could. And, um, and we were there, we were, we were right at 500. Um, and that's what, you know, what we planned out with our venue. Um, the event took place in in February of 2023. It sold out in November of 2022. And so with that comes challenges. You know, you've got to be committed to, to your plan and hold the line. And that can be hard when um, you're getting phone calls and, and people are checking in and not understanding maybe why these changes are being made. Um, but we really, like I said, we 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 held the line um, and we were able to just have the most wonderful group in the room that night. And, and the next part of that strategy is really forming your program around the mission and being singularly mission focused. So I think with shrinking that headcount, we also just had to make sure, um, you know, we kind of took away all the layers and took away all the fluff. We didn't have an auction we didn't have a raffle. There was no live, no silent auction, uh, no raffle, none of that. We did one singular ask, fund the vision that night in the room, and the people that were there rose to the occasion. And it was beautiful to see um, You know, this, this room of a smaller group than we've assembled in the past give bigger than ever. Um, and of course, there was some pre-work that went into that with a little elevating our sponsorship levels as well. Um, really elevating our title level our presenting level um, and tightening up you know all of those benefit levels throughout the sponsorship packet Um, you know so all that pre-work is important but when you get that moment in the room like I said of that singular ask completely mission focused just give for the kids because this is our children's hospital it really resonated and it was a beautiful moment to witness in the room that night.
0: So, you know, for our for our guests and I, you know, I love how you pivoted from a traditional auction more to a fund division. Um, Would you be able to elaborate for those? um, You know, and one thing I love about Austin is Austin's so innovative that Austin's really the one city that's really perfected how to do a fund to need and a fund division. Would you be able to Mm -hmm. elaborate a little bit more on what that what, what that means and what that entails?
1: Sure, so kind of the difference between your traditional auction where you have all these exciting, fun, fancy packages that people are going to be able to walk away with um, at different levels. Fund the vision is just asking people to straight give. They're not getting anything in return. Um, You can feel out where you want to start your levels. For us, we tried something new, which uh, we had never started as high as $100,000 before, but that's what we did in 2023, and um, I believe we got three $100,000 wow. $100, gifts right out of the gate. So you kind of, you know, you start up there at the top, whether that's $100,000, $50,000, whatever makes sense for for your organization, and then you kind of go down from there. So we went 150, 25. 10, all the way down to $500. Um, And we had, you know, our our MC of the night really take us through that. We worked really hard to collaborate with our hospital leaders and clinicians to form impact statements around, you know, what can $100,000 do at Dell Children's? What can $50,000 do? What difference does that make for the families that we're serving? Um, And really paint that picture for people and ask them to give at those levels. And so, you know, again, going back to just that mission focus nobody is getting anything in exchange for what they're giving that night they're just giving out of the goodness of their hearts to support our children's hospital um and like i said we saw the people in that room really rise to the occasion we were a little nervous about our hundred thousand dollars start uh sometimes you know you can kind of have a plan around that and and we didn't we just threw it out there and went for it um and and it worked and it was beautiful to see um so, you know, in addition to, like I said, kind of elevating those sponsorship levels, really, I think, kind of just being brave and being bold and believing in your mission um, to go out there and, and make the ask at these different levels for that fund the vision um, is what made it all come together this year.
0: Well, that's incredible. I mean, and congratulations on getting three folks to do that because, you know, it's rare to get three people to do the top level, regardless of whatever the top level is at any gala. So congratulations. On that. I mean, that's really that's really, really super impressive to, you know, to have that. So it,
1: I will mention, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I did, I, I failed to mention one really important piece that we did have in place was a matching partner. So when you have that matching challenge, um, I think it can, you know, it's a motivator. People respond to that. And um, we were fortunate to have a million dollar match um, this year for the 2023 ball. And, uh, and you know, when people know that their dollars are going to have double the impact and go eat even third um you know it it works and so that's a really nice strategy to be able to incorporate into your ask if you can if you can have that in place
0: absolutely and a match just really allows people to basically double you know basically double their dollar so really they're giving $2 for every one when they do that and you know i just love how you explained so beautifully how um you know Each individual dollar level explained, you know, a particular service that it funded. And the one thing I am seeing and noticing at galas in particular when people give post-COVID is People really do want to see more specifically how their dollars are being spent. And it's so much easier to do that with a fund division or a fund to need as opposed to a live auction because a live auction is a package. And yes, it goes to the organization, but there may not necessarily be as much of an emotional connection as there is when you say these dollars will go towards this particular service.
1: Absolutely. And again, going back to making sure that you've got the right people around you in this moment for the right reasons, you know, um, you know, you have opportunities for our partners to fund things like feeding the whole entire hospital dinner on Christmas night, or making sure all the staff are going to have Thanksgiving meals on Thanksgiving Day, um, you know, funding um, end of cancer treatment parties for our, our patients in our blood and cancer center. These really, really tangible things that um, make a difference for our families. And at the end of the day, you know, when you have the right people in the room, um, they want to be a part of that because it matters.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, there were so many things, you know, great things that happened in this evening. Would you be able to share what your favorite moment of the whole night was?
1: Gosh, The storytelling. I mean, aside from the fact that all of our vendors came together to just make the most beautiful space for us, it felt like we were in a fairy tale in that room. Um, You know, the storytelling we with with being so mission focused and knowing we weren't going to have an auction and we weren't going to have all these different layers flying around. Everything was about the kids. So from the beautiful performances from Zach Scott Theater, we had fun DJs. It was important for us to make it fun too, right? This um, this storytelling can be heavy and it can weigh on your heart and really pull on those heartstrings. So when we're bringing our community together, we want them to look forward to this night and we had to really make it fun. And we had a lot of awesome DJs. We had fun disco ball entertainers running around. Um, we made little private um, lounge areas for our top sponsors. So they had a space to kind of compliment their seated table. That was different. Um, And then everybody just got to sit back and listen to these patients. Um, I will say uh, kind of a little takeaway from our storytelling is we may have told too many stories. I think we could have told less stories and maybe gone a little bit more in depth with them. Um, But I think being so mission focused, we really went for it and we told, I think, Five different patient stories that night. Um, and so, four of them were told in a little bit of a shorter way. And then one of them was a much longer video where we really was kind of our biggest impact story. Um, but seeing all of those kiddos come out with their families, and we actually had moments where each one of them reunited with their caregivers on stage. Um, wow. And it was powerful it was just powerful. That's the only word that I can give for it. It was beautiful. Um, so that was my, that was my favorite part, just seeing the the genuine connection, um, that our caregivers have with these families and sharing their stories of what they have become, you know, that was our theme becoming and seeing, you know, it was kind of like before and after stories. So where these kiddos started to where they are now. Um, and it was, it was incredible. It was an incredible night. To be a part of.
0: That's amazing, and I even love, you know, with the becoming, even with a lot of you know, the funding, you know, fund division things you were talking about, like celebrating when a, you know a child has gone through cancer treatments and all that. That mm-hmm. you know, you the organization took such good thought and such good care to make sure that that theme really resonated throughout the night in a whole myriad of ways. And I just think it's so awesome to kind of see just the care and the detail that you and your team were able to take in making that happen.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And I I think it can be told from the perspective of each one of those patients and their families. And then it can be told from the perspective of the whole story and history of Dell Children's Medical Center across all these years since 2007 and and what the hospital is becoming. Um, It's a beautiful thing to see.
0: Absolutely. And there was one other thing that, you know, I wanted to touch upon that you had said in your response, and that was, you know, you had mentioned, I always think, you know, and people get this misperception, if you raise a million dollars or more in a night, the event was perfect. And, you know, what I have found is that that's any top event they'll find ways to improve to make the overall experience, you know, even better the next year, you know, and Mm -hmm. learn and build because it's almost like building a house each year and you're building, you know, upon that. And I really appreciate you saying that, you know, if there, you know, you, you wish that maybe you had streamlined the number of stories a little bit. Um, from mm-hmm. maybe five to maybe three or four to maybe, you know, change or maximize the impact in a different way. And I love that, you know, you bring the thought and you bring the care and you bring the detail into, you know, yes, it was a magical night. Yes, we raised record amounts. And how am I going to take the whole of it and maybe pick out two or three things that, you know, we can apply to a future year and make it, you know, an even better and more magical evening.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, And I think it was us, um, like I said, kind of just being so committed to that mission focus. And so then then we were off <laughs> telling all these stories, Um, because there's so many to tell. And we wanted to feature different service lines across the hospital and diverse um, families and diverse diagnoses and all of these things. Uh, because that's really important to us to be representative of our, our patient population. Population and our caregivers. Um, and so I think we can refine that a little bit and, um, and make it even more impactful because I think sometimes, um, you know, of course, uh, you can tell these stories a little bit on a surface level um, and you're going to reach some folks that way. But I think you can reach even more folks and, and pull on even more heartstrings if you can go a little deeper uh, and, and really um, show the depth of, and breadth of some of these stories. And they're all so powerful in their own. Own way so working to really hone in on what is that story that we want to tell um, and what is that patient what is that caregiver that's really going to bring that to life for us um, so we we do have that opportunity ahead of us for sure
0: that's amazing and you know to piggyback on that you know just one question i know it's early but you know what's something you can tease about next year's ball
1: What's something I can tease about next year's ball? Our 2024 Doll Children's Ball, um, I will say it's only going up from here. So that's a teaser for you, only going up from here. Um, And something else that we're really excited about is our matching partner is going to be back with us in 2024. That commitment has already been made. Um, We could not be more proud and honored to have their partnership, and we know how much that moves the needle. Um, So, you know, we hope everybody looks forward to knowing that, you know, their donations will have that much more of an impact. We have that matching partner in place for next year.
0: Well, I am already intrigued and cannot wait to be a part of next year's event. I mean, that's, you know, that's amazing. And it, it's good for people to know that the planning for the next year's event literally begins the day after the oh, current year's absolutely. gala.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're not kidding. <laughs> you're yeah, not you, kidding.
0: Maybe you can celebrate for 24 hours, but, you know, come Monday morning, you know, you know you're know, you back at it. And that's <laughs> that's what allows the optimal growth and what allows, you know, an organization to really thrive and really positively impact the community, you know, your any community and, you know, Dell Children's just it embodies fun and fundraising in so many ways and it embodies what we talk about about positively impacting communities. So, you know, I really appreciate you all taking the time and I hope you all will um, come back next year, you know, to talk about the 2024 gala.
1: I hope so too. This has been really such a pleasure, Rob. Thank you for having me and thank you for your support. And thanks for everyone out there listening um, who has supported our mission as well. We couldn't do it without this wonderful community. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Megan, and congratulations again. And to learn more about how to support the Dell Children's Foundation and their annual ball held each winter, visit supportdellchildrens.org. And that will do it for this episode of Fun and Fundraising. I'm your host, Rob Giardinelli, reminding you to keep it fun, keep it interesting, and your guests will have a great time. Have a great day, everyone, and take care.